Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Archie Baxter came here twice. First time out, he acted nice. Romance was in the air. Oh, they made a lovely pair. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, Paul Peterson, to the show. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Tammy. Good to talk to you. It's a pleasure to talk to you as well. I'm so glad to have you on the show. A lot of people will probably listen to this and say, oh, I know Paul from the Donna Reed show, but (laughs) you did a a, a couple of things before the Donna Reed show. So why don't you go a little bit into depth how you kind of got into the entertainment industry? Well, okay. Well, I got into the business because my mom was bigger than me. And after all of the tap dancing lessons and singing lessons and all the rest at age nine, I went to an open audition at Disney and became a Mouseketeer in 1955, uh, just short of my 10th birthday. I lasted seven weeks and then I was fired for conduct unbecoming a mouse. After that, you did a, another miniseries called Along the Oregon Trail with Fess Parker? Well, I did that and, and Playhouse 90s and movies with Cary Grant and Sophia Loren. And I did a lot of work, uh, national commercials. And interestingly, after the Donna Reed Show went off the air in 1966, my first job after the Donna Reed Show was working for Disney again in The Happiest Millionaire. They actually asked me if I would like to perform with Eddie Hodges as my brother. I was delighted because Walt Disney and I had long since buried the hatchet. It was so silly. I mean, I got fired back in 1955 because I was a nine-year-old boy. Uh, But I had obviously proved my professional uh, status. And Eddie and I had a great time being brothers, and I was pleased to do Walt's last movie. It's one of my favorite ones from that era, from the 1960s and 1950s, and it's celebrating its upcoming 50th anniversary. You guys make one, you kind of make um, maybe an appearance in another scene besides the very famous song, Watch Your Footwork scene, and I love that <laughs> song. It's a great song? <laughs> it's Eddie a great one. I love that song. <laughs> it's one. Wonderful. And I was always wondering, you know, what happened to the brothers? I know it was it was more focused on Cordy's story, but whatever happened to the brothers? Because we never saw them at the end. So well, was it I, only two I, scenes you filmed or were there more? Yeah, that's all we filmed, although we were told that we would come back to put a, a, a kind of a cap on our characters. But as I said, Walt was ill. And it didn't happen. So the movie is what it is. You guys still make a great stamp on it. I, I love your scene. You guys are too funny. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time I see it. You know, I was watching it again right before I picked up your call. So I, I love that scene. And, and, and again, you're working alongside 
big names like Fred McMurray, Tommy Steele, and Leslie Ann Warren. My goodness, like this cast was an all-star cast and a lot of talented people in the room. And, and you guys worked off very well with one another. Well, I thought so, too. You know, yeah, now Eddie's a little uh, shorter than I and, of course, redheaded. But he had a wonderful hit record, of course, I did, too. And, and the fun of doing that was when I showed up on the first day of rehearsals, you'll love this. I showed up on a motorcycle. So I was expecting to, you know, drive on the lot and head for the rehearsal stage. And the guard stopped me and said, now, listen, Paul, motorcycles are not allowed. And I'm going, wait a second. I haven't changed. (laughs) And they eventually (laughs) let me in with my motorcycle. I've had a chance over the years to see the surviving Sherman brothers. In fact, he played uh, for Tommy Cole for the Annette Memorial. And uh, what an honor. You know, when I think, Tammy, of the people who have written songs that I was able to perform, uh, Carol King, for example, uh, uh, Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel, who wrote My Dad. I've just been, oh, and Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. I've been honored to be able to uh, create their songs. But Eddie and I just had a ball doing it. Well, Eddie and I laugh about it. Watch your footstep, better learn to bob and weave. We had a great time. (laughs) And one of the most recent things you did, I know this is going to sound weird bringing it up, but I love this movie too. You sang for that song called Former Child Stars on your television for Dickie Roberts' former child star starring David Spade in like 2003. So, my goodness, that must have been a really fun thing to film with all these other child stars from the Bradys and Dennis the Menace. Well, yes, it was, Tammy. And as you know, for the last 25 years, I've been kind of at the forefront of agitating for better treatment of kids in the business, not just in Hollywood, but across the country, across across the globe. That movie uh, gave me a chance to talk with David Spade and explain to him why uh, we, we have this narrow little uh, vision of working kids and how important it is. And I love the movie. He did a great job. Uh, the movie hit point. Now, you should have seen the former kid stars in the preview room. We were standing up and cheering. We have awakened the industry that they have a, a responsibility to the people that they employ, especially juveniles. Uh, this is not about just the work. It's about what comes after. And that's what's so important. They, they, don't, they don't think ahead. That's the problem. And uh... That's the problem, and that's why we started a program called Looking Ahead. You know, just look down the road 20 years. If you hire a 12-year-old and it's, uh, let's say, a, a uh, difficult emotional role, what is your position going to be in 20 years when that girl or boy needs psychological help? Well, we think you ought to put that into the contract. It's like, look, in 20 years, if you're having trouble with the image you created, we'll be there to help you. And Lonnie Burr said it great. Just seeing a kid in show business tells you a lot about their parents. If you have a great set of parents, like Ron Howard had a great set of parents, you will do fine because they will protect you. But that is not always the case. In fact, two out of three young performers don't have parents 
who are aware of the risks. That's why we formed a minor consideration. After Rusty Hamer killed himself back in 1990, uh, we thought maybe three or four kids a year would need uh, the support and assistance of um, this group of former kid stars. Well, it turned out to be 300, then 3,000, and all of a sudden we found ourselves as spokespersons uh, for the kids in agriculture who, like wow. kid actors, are exempt from federal child labor laws. Who thought that up? It's absurd. All children need to be protected in the workplace. Minorconsideration.org. People can find me there anytime. You know, when uh, Eddie Hodges came out to California, we had a sit-down dinner over in Century City. And as we got to talking about the condition of former kid stars, Eddie started to cry. Now, mind you, he's a family therapist. Uh, he is a quality, intelligent, and talented man. And the reason he cried, and Jeannie Russell was with me, she was Margaret on Dennis the Menace, was he thought he was alone in having the feelings he had about being a young performer who was dismissed as he grew older. I go, Eddie... You have friends for life. Peace support you forever. And it gave him such a, such a boost, such a personal boost uh, as a man to know that he wasn't alone, that a lot of kid actors have gone through this difficult transition period and have, guess what, popped out the other side and they're doing fine. People kind of see us as uh, frozen in time. And the truth is, we have grown up, we have matured, we have a different perspective. Now, if you're lucky like me and, and have gotten to work on projects for which I have no apologies to make, I don't apologize for Happiest Millionaire, uh, let alone the Mouseketeers or the Donna Reed Show. I'm proud of the work that I did, and, and uh, I hold it close to my heart. But there are some kids who are working in parts that will have long-term negative consequences. And those are the people we're here to help. And it's wonderful to, to hear you're doing so well all these years later, too. Thank you, Tammy. And what a treat to remember Happiest Millionaire. It truly it was, is. <laughs> when all is said and done, it was a pretty darn good movie. Well, before we end our interview, I have three Disney-themed questions I always ask my guests. I call them the Fab Three. So we'll start, okay. we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, all the nature films, of course, whether it was the seals of Brivloff Island. And our goofy question, what Disney character, besides the ones you have played in the past, do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, maybe I'm, I'm too traditional. I love Mickey Mouse. I thought he was spunky and courageous and energetic and almost always right. I like Mickey Mouse. And speaking of Mickey, our Mickey question. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Well, the, I, the signature sign-off tune from the Mouseketeers. I mean, 
M I C K E Y M O U S E. I love that song. <laughs> Me too. Well, it was so lovely to speak with you, Paul. Thank you again for coming on the show, Paul. And here's to another 50 years for Happiest Millionaire because it's a Thank wonderful you, film. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking with you. So, watch your footwork. Better learn to bob and weave. Sister Cordy's got dynamite up her sleeve. What a faint! Dynamite up her sleeve. What an uppercut! Dynamite up her sleeve. Cordy only brews that sport. Father settled it out of court. 